All right. This is an interesting story, and it involves one of our own reporters. And you've heard Camille Caramali uh, on with us on various subjects uh, at one time or another. Turns out, and I'm going to let him tell the story, but I'll give you a little bit of an introduction. Camille, uh, in his travels uh, earlier in the week, goes and talks to uh, Josh Matlow. You know Josh Matlow. He's the counselor for, uh, I guess it's St. Paul's is his primary area where I live. And uh, he found out that uh, he had been at an event where he had uh, communed, I guess, shaken hands with somebody who had tested positive. So he is self-quarantining on the advice of uh, uh, public health people in his basement. And uh, he's been speaking and he's been working on all the rest of it. He just can't go out in public. Well, it turns out that Camille interviewed him, as I say, and uh, I guess they shook hands a couple of times. Camille's on the line. Camille Caramali, how are you? Hello, Camille. A lot less concerned than I was earlier this week um, when I found out uh, about Josh Matlow uh, going into self-isolation. We found that out on Monday, and uh, immediately I went to see when he had had that interaction with a COVID-19 positive uh, person, and it was on Thursday, and I immediately recalled I went to his city council office on Friday to do a story, to interview him about a story about uh, Mabel's Fables, that bookstore closing and, and overall just small businesses struggling in this economy. And uh, we went into his office. We shook hands a couple of times. He seemed fine. Uh, and, you know, we were in that deadline rush. I was trying to get the story to air sure, for our sure. TV newscast. So I'm just thinking, hey, let's get this interview done. It took 20 minutes. Uh, he took me into his office. I shot a little bit of visuals of him, uh, you know, sifting through papers. And then on the goodbye, I shook his hand again. And uh, I was on my way. Now, now, the good thing is I also remember going to the washroom right afterwards at City Hall, washed my hands. So that's probably a good thing. But, you know, when his uh, press release came out on Monday saying that he had come into contact with somebody who was COVID-19 positive, uh, immediately that raised uh, red flags and rang alarm bells in my head. And I thought, OK, let's not take any chances. Let's not uh, get anybody else sick in the newsroom. Uh, you know, you don't want to take the entirety of global news down uh, oh. in Toronto either. And so immediately I was given the next day off and I thought, OK, you know what, I might even be able to file a story later today. I'll just call uh, my local clinic and just get all this cleared up. Well, well suddenly you are part of the story, Camille. I mean, that's that's the whole thing that <laughs> it's it's theoretically possible. I guess you were thinking I could be testing positive as well. So I guess you went about finding out. Exactly. And, you know, the, the way the politicians have sort of uh, look, I, I won't deny it's a learning uh, process for all of us, politicians, health professionals, us in the media. Uh, but the way the politicians have been sort of uh, uh, pushing the, the protocols that they have in place was that it was fairly straightforward. If you feel like you've come into contact with somebody with COVID-19 or coronavirus, uh, it's a fairly straightforward process. Uh, and here are, you know, step-by-step -step bullet points that you should go through. I was like, okay, you know what, easy enough. Maybe I can uh, go ahead with my day later on and, and just get this all cleared up. It was one of the most lengthiest, most convoluted and, and meandering processes I've, I've ever been through. I called the local clinic and they said, uh, well, we're not quite sure what you're supposed to do. Good thing you didn't come in because you're supposed to call. And then the receptionist at my local clinic literally read from a pamphlet she was given saying, OK, you're supposed to call telehealth and that's the only way you can get your answers. There's no other way about it. So I called telehealth, was on the, on the line for about an hour, and then a re another receptionist for telehealth picks up. She's not a nurse. And she says, the minimum wait time for you 
is eight hours, and I just my jaw just dropped. I, so I was and hours. I got to interrupt you. You you called. Yeah, you're not you're not special. You're a reporter. I'm not special. I'm on the radio, but we don't get some kind of special number where we can call and and jump the line, and, and nor should we be able to. But the bottom line is, you discovered what the average Joe out there is going through if he thinks he has a problem. Absolutely. And I wanted to make sure I was treated like your average person because, you know, we do have access to Toronto Public Health's media relations line and the city's media relations line. And uh, but, you know, no shortcuts for us. I wanted to make sure that and, and you know, mind you, there are more severe cases than mine. I, I also wanted to make sure I didn't uh, cut the queue by any means. Uh, so I said, hey, for these eight hours, you know, can I do anything? And she said, I can't answer those questions. I'm just a receptionist. I can't diagnose you or tell you what to do. So I said, okay, I'll just stay put for eight hours and just sat there on on Tuesday, just twiddling my thumbs, waiting for a call back. And uh, then I finally got uh, got a response at around eight o'clock. A nurse called me less than a 10 minute conversation because she even admitted that they are a, a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, they haven't seen these kinds of numbers and this spike in demand since H1N1 and SARS. Sure. And so a lot of the nurses are working overtime. And so she gave me a quick uh, review. Uh, I, I told her my case that Josh Matlow has not been tested positive for COVID-19. He's just taking these precautionary measures. His, he's asymptomatic, which means he's showing no symptoms and was showing no symptoms when we met. And she said the risk is very, very low. But guess what, Peter? That wasn't the end of the line. They said, now to determine whether you should get tested or not, you have to call Toronto Public Health. By then, it was 8 p.m. Toronto Public Health is closed. So they said, you have to call in the morning. So I just wait, and 8.30 next morning comes around. I call Toronto Public Health. I'm on hold for another hour, longer than an hour. Finally, somebody picks up, says, okay, you don't have to... Um, worry. Uh, your risk is very, very low, and you don't have to get tested. Just monitor your symptoms. There's a very, very, very low chance that you have uh, COVID, and you can go back to work. And so, well, you know, all's well that ends person, well. But uh, have you got any reason to believe that if that were happening today, you'd be better treated? Because we've got and you've got announcements coming from the province, for example, that resources have been increased, money's been increased. But I mean, you can't suddenly snap your fingers and have 10 more nurses manning the lines. For sure. And, and we all know that there has been a nurse shortage for quite some time as well and, and a heavy demand on nurses in, in the province and in the country for, for a lot of the provinces. Uh, but, uh, you know, with those increase in resources and money, there's also we're seeing an increase in patients and an increase in the spread in the virus. So really, I feel like we're just meeting, uh, we're, we're just taking it step by step, as in we see an increase in patients and cases and we increase those resources. So I don't think that wait time would change at all. And, and you know, our my colleague Travis Danraj also dug into this and, and grilled uh, some politicians about it, including Doug Ford and Andrea Horvath. And uh, they found out that some people were waiting as long as 15 hours, almost double the time of what I had to wait. So it, it doesn't seem like it's getting any easier. Well, two things come out of this. One is they've got to get that uh, down to something uh, that's more manageable because we're not going to get less cases. By all accounts, we're going to get more, number one. And number two, so happy that you're okay. Uh, so am I. So am I. And I'm back to work today. And guess what the story is today? Covering the Raptors and the Leafs uh, amidst all this COVID-19 craziness. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's just nonstop from here. Going to get worse before it gets better. That's just the way it has exactly. to be. Thank you, Camille.